the best brand promises out there are those, in my opinion, that people begin to define for themselves. And when you let go of that control a little bit and let others define and, and make it personal to themselves, you find out things that and, and possibilities and creative that you hadn't even thought of. You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketing Podcast. I'm Troy Singer, and I'm here with my co-host, Bart Kaler. How is it going today, Bart? Troy, it's going well. Thank you for asking. How about you? I am wonderful and, as always, excited to get into our conversation with today's higher ed marketer. Today, our topic is branding for your school. Branding is a word that we often toss around, but it isn't as easy as it seems. Tell us about today's guest, Bart. Yeah, we're going to be talking to Dee Dee Dowdle. She is the uh, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at uh, DePaul University. And uh, it's it's going to be a good conversation because I think you're right. We often consider branding to be a lot of things that it is and isn't. I mean, sometimes it gets confused with the logo or with the tagline. But I think as Dee is going to explain to us, it's a lot more than that. And it's really a way to really differentiate your school. So true. So without any further ado... I'm excited to welcome Dee Dee Dowdle, Vice President for Communications and Marketing at DePaul University to the conversation. Thank you for joining us, Dee Dee. Thank you. It's good to, good to be here, Troy and Bart. Dee Dee, before our professional conversation, could you share one or two th- things about your personal life to give everyone a flavor about who you are? <laughs> well, I don't know. It seems like in a, in a year with a pandemic, it's it, maybe do we all still know who we are? We've either gotten to know ourselves better or maybe gone a little... <laughs> crazy but um so i uh, i am at depaul university i've been here for three years and uh, have been in higher ed for longer than i care to mention and prior to that worked in uh, that agency business much like kaler solutions that side of the house and private sector so it's been an interesting run although i think all of us in higher ed would say nothing has been more interesting than, than the past year or so you know, but I'm, I consider myself lucky to pause a great place. And it's an interesting time to be part of higher ed, probably more than even if it's not fun, certainly interesting. <laughs> That's great. And Didi, when we first spoke about doing the podcast, you were telling us a little bit about the new branding campaign that DePaul recently launched. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that as we kind of get into the professional part of the conversation. Sure. Jotted down a few notes here because it seems like it's been, I guess we launched it in 2019 in the latter half of 2019, which was interesting because we did things in a little bit of a reverse order. Um, I could say I would not recommend this at home. It's not the typical way that we would want to do things. I think in in higher education institutions I worked at previously, branding was very much about doing that research, doing all that homework, engaging your constituents. And that is a tried and true process that's uh, desirable. However, because of the number of things that were happening at DePaul and surrounding DePaul at that point, including a presidential transition, we had to put some things on pause. And so we we, we shared the campaign idea and creative, and when I say the campaign, it was the brand, really, the brand promise that we had, uh, and some research discovery we had done from the past couple of years 
with the trustees in the cabinet over the summer, and they really liked it and didn't want to delay despite the presidential transition. And so we we launched as uh, students were coming in that fall of 2019. And then, as you know, we were in market four or five months and the bottom fell out of the world and the pandemic hit. And so right about the time we're ready for measuring all those results and that that happened. Prior to that, it seemed to be going really well. Uh, There was a lot of enthusiasm. And despite the fact that our constituents didn't see it in advance, they sort of saw it as it was rolling out. We had done enough testing to know that the idea of gold within, which was the brand promise uh, that encapsulates what DePaul is and what we stand for, we had done enough research to know that it would resonate. We were pretty confident in that. And so we did those 30 to 40 presentations uh, with constituents at the same time we were rolling out in market. And Bart, I believe you saw some of that in Indianapolis because that was the that's our major market where we rolled out a lot of it. Yeah, I was very impressed with it, and I think that uh, it's it's a great testimonial to your to your campaign and the fact that you know that gold within I think says a lot about DePaul and and kind of what that's all about, and then to be able to just see the the outcomes on the uh, on the billboards, I think that was such a a smart move to do it that way. And and you kind of talked a little bit about some of the challenges with the presidential transition and then with the pandemic. And then also just kind of the the order that you had to do things. Did you have to do anything else as far as really pivoting in the midst of the pandemic? I mean, I'm guessing that even some of the messaging that you were doing for enrollment had to shift a little bit just because you know, campus visits stopped. You know, there was a lot of other things. Absolutely. We had to really hit pause on everything. There was, as most of us did, when schools Uh, When a lot of colleges were closing and sending students home, uh, we were still very much in the beginnings of this virus where we didn't know what what was causing it, where it was coming, and we didn't know what we know today. And so there was no way that you can try to be out there with positive advertising and all of the all of the wonderful things that we were doing, and and those two things uh, just don't go together at all. So so we did have to hit pause. We felt like we had a lot of momentum going into it but we felt it was the right thing to do to hit pause on that and to get through the rest of the term. And number one priority at that point became taking care of our students, making sure they got home safely. Everything shifted to internal and and focus on the students and and certainly taking care of our staff and faculty at that time. So other than the outdoor, which of course was contracted, everything else was put on hold until this fall when we we, uh, relaunched efforts. Great. Again. Great. One of the things I think we did do prior to that that we loved about the campaign was we asked alumni to to participate in it. So what we did in the Indianapolis area, we found those outstanding alumni and also students from local schools in Indianapolis. And we featured them on the outdoor boards as representing that quality, that, that outstanding, not just academic, but overall student experience that DePaul and the outcomes that that leads to, which is that gold standard. The gold within touches on. And so we had um, very prominent alumni, everyone from you know, Brad Stevens who, in the Indianapolis area. We had CEOs and CFOs and broadcasters, just terrific alumni who didn't even hesitate. The minute they saw the concept there, they said, we're in. And, you know, there was no cost to that. They were happy to participate. So you know, it was rolled out. Literally all of the creative work was done internally and rolled out. And in nine days, we launched that outdoor campaign with almost 30 participants, different individuals in it who were willing to be highlighted. And 
you told me in advance we would have been able to do that if I'd had time to think about it. Yeah. I would have said, nah. So how are you, how are you, obviously you have some great stories. I mean, 30 alumni are you, how are you kind of transitioning that into like your, your alumni magazine and other ways? Are you, are you kind of taking that content and then repurposing it in other ways? Yes, absolutely. So online and uh, with our students, we've uh, spent a lot of time asking students now, once, once we sort of figured our, our pathway forward in the pandemic and, and students started returning to classes or hybrid and even our remote students, we asked them what, you know, what is it that Gold Within means to you? Because the best brand promises out there are those, in my opinion, that people begin to define for themselves. And when you let go of that control a little bit and let others define and, and make it personal to themselves, you find out things that and, and possibilities and creative that you hadn't even thought of. So a lot of our students just said, here's what that means to me. And then we ask our professors, what does, what does that mean to you? And internally, on when I say internally, but on campus, we have banners featuring our faculty all over campus so that students can meet the first year seminar faculty on those banners and, and uh, just calling out their quality of gold within the classroom experience. And video and social, we carry that through the hashtag just got going, the gold within hashtag whenever we talk about someone who's done something uh, wonderful on their career pathway or in terms of service or giving. And we call that that gold within spirit, which of course relates to our spirit color, which is that bold gold. And bringing all of that together, the more we've done, the more we've said, wow, we can do this and we can do this. And that's that's what I love about a brand concept and a, and a brand promise that is malleable and adaptable. And it just kind of takes on a life of its own. And that's when you know, I think that you've got some magic. That's pretty cool. That's great. And so you, I want to go back to something you said earlier, because you've got, um, you said that you did most of it internally. We've done some work together, Didi. I'll, I'll just kind of say that, you know, so everybody knows that, but I know that you have a pretty small staff. So, <laughs> you know, tell me about the staff makeup and how you were able to pull off what you've done, because, you know, a lot of schools that are listening to this, they might have just a very small marketing department, maybe one, two or three, maybe five people. I know there are other schools, state schools often have 30, 40, 50. I know that I know Eden, Ethan Braden was on a couple of weeks ago on the yeah. podcast and he's at Purdue and he said, I have 400 people on campus that, you know, have something to do with communications. DePaul doesn't have 400 people in marketing and communications, but <laughs> tell us about the makeup of your, of your department and, and how, I'm sure people wear different hats and do different things. Rolling out a brand campaign on your own, there's a lot of factors. So uh, I will qualify that by saying, first of all, yes, we have a small team. I would I call them small but mighty, super creative. And and just, but we really didn't have, when I came aboard, we did not have a central marketing and communications department. It was, there were really just four people who primarily did design. So we really just introduced this after two years of building that core central team to service the, you know, the, the entire campus to support and consult with. And most of that was done by just tremendous talent that was located throughout the university that came together in a, in a central arm so that we could uh, provide those resources. And of course, we had outstanding partners in our enrollment and development and uh, advancement areas. And so that helps. And we have all those alumni who help make up for some of that marketing team we don't have. But I hear exactly what you're saying, Bart. My previous university, which is actually Miami University, we had had more than, and I know Jamie's going to be a guest on, on Delightful and, and you know wonderful place. Prior to that, I was at Auburn. And I'm accustomed to having 40-something people in the central you know area. So having 14 to do that, whew, you know, we, we had help with research in terms of 
the past couple of years, when I first came in, there was a, a firm that during the transition to my role was doing some marketing research and some personality research on what DePaul is like. And then very briefly, we transitioned to an external agency to help us take that forward and sort of modernize it and refresh it. So they helped us with getting that concept down. And then because our budget is small, then we sort of took it in-house and, and rolled it out ourselves. So, um, but yeah, it was primarily the internal team. And we we have, you know, a design team. We have uh, a small web team that moved over from the IT or IS area of campus. And we have a project manager. And I think we all work about 80 hours a week. We have <laughs> some writers. Um, the magazine also, we had a new editor and she was able to incorporate the gold within, uh, and especially as the new president came in, very important there that your ultimate brand champion within the university is your, is your university president. And so Dr. Lori White came in on July 1st and under the theme of gold within, you know, we embraced her and welcomed her and she has continued to carry that forward and to tie that meaning directly to our core values. So what we like a lot about gold within, other than the Looking at our name, DePaul, which is spelled D-E-P-A-U-W, that A-U is the symbol for gold. And seeing that and having that pointed out to us, we have been using gold and had terrific test responses and advertising, terrific results and very prompt. And we just couldn't take it to that next. And the minute we saw that, we were, it was one of those, duh, you know, <laughs> classic moments that's right there in our name. Yeah, I thought that was extremely clever just to be able to pull out that AU with a box around it. I just, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, and actually that, that just opened up all sorts of opportunity playing off gold and bold and just the idea of that gold standard of academics, which we believe the liberal arts experience provides. Right. It just all, it just, everything sort of connected at that point. And then so again, we had a new president who coming in during a pandemic, which is a whole podcast right there, being right. becoming a new president in a pandemic. And historically at that, the first black president, first female president for the PAW, making history. And she has she has directly connected gold within to who we are and what we stand for and our core values, which I'm not sure if that directly answers your question. It's a little bit of rambling, but there's just so many components there. No, oh, that's that's excellent. So we're able to reinforce that and, and even include it uh, when moving forward with a new strategic planning effort and very much those core values and that idea of gold within is, is a broad theme within that strategic planning as well. Didi, kudos to you and your small and mighty team. If you could <laughs> help us understand how many different departments or stakeholders did you have to go to or to work with and how did that small and mighty team engage them? Wow, that's a great question. We had a lot of departments, again, enrollment management, very key to that process. The admission counselors carrying it out, uh, teams uh, bringing forth. We had the, the internal team, my team, concepted an idea at the very end of fall of 2019. My goodness, it's all a blur. But in fall of 2019, of sending off the students into their final exams with a big event, and we called it the choo-choo at DePaul. We love to play with the DE of our name and add it to words. It's you know just a little thing we do. And uh, and we called it the choo-choo and we actually rented a train that went up, uh, you know, up and down Burkhart Walk in the main central area of campus and gave students lifts and we handed out swag and, and gold within cookies that were, you know, gold within and, um, and t-shirts and all the, you know, and just, and hot chocolate and just really, 
uh, the tight stuffed tigers with the gold and t-shirts, the keychains, you know, the whole thing and just made it a big fun event and, and in the middle of winter and it was freezing, but um, it was, it was wonderful. And, and of course, staff and faculty very much a part of that. And that's, what's been key. I think is we had so many staff and faculty embrace it and, and really seem to be saying, this is what we've been waiting for something that, that showcases the kind of quality education that DePaul provides that really we feel like captures it. There are many universities out there that are certainly small, private universities, small classes, right, that are, are a showcase, are, are definitely who we are, those relationships with faculty members. But how do you define all that? And at DePaul, we were able to define it within the scope of a color that represents a, a really, you know, gold spirit. Uh, it just became, it, when you hit something that just hits the right note and everybody felt like they could own it, our HR department, Human Resources, has a gold learning academy. They have the gold, you know, they're wrapping um, honors for the year within that gold theme. Just carrying that through. So, so I would say so many people across campus embraced it, not the least of which the faculty and staff in many departments, enrollment, advancement, uh, career services, you know, the Hubbard Center that we have, the Prindle Institute for Ethics. We, So many of our centers and institutes, everyone just said, we can make this and adapt it in a way that fits our individual area that also unites with the campus. And so I would say it's kind of a long-winded answer, but I would say we, as part of the development of the brand, we developed a messaging hierarchy that said, you know, it's not just the brand promise, it's what are those pillars? And so we had four to five main pillars, which is the gold standard education, you know, all about the outstanding faculty and how they mentor our students in those small classes, incredibly, you know, incredibly successful alumni. We are, we have uh, just a, for a small university, just an unheard of level of, I, I've never really, that was one of the reasons I came to DePaul was that. So that was a pillar, the launch pad for leaders. We were known for uh, leadership programs for students, and then the gold commitment, which which basically says we stand behind our our you know ninety eight percent of our students are successful when within six months of graduation, and we stand behind the outcome of every degree, and then the powerful support network. So we had those brand pillars, and then within each of those pillars, every department on campus can then have the proof points that prove out each of those pillars and what they stand for. So you can adapt the message across departments, but also at the that, university. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I, I particularly like the fact that, and I, you know, I run across this so many times because you've really got to differentiate yourself from everyone else. I mean, you can't use the typical, we've got small class sizes where, you know, mentors for your teachers, right. everybody can say that that's in a certain range of, of small private to small to medium private colleges. But I really like the fact that you've taken this, this branding campaign and the messaging that goes with it and actually defined it out so that everyone on campus can actually have the ability to articulate that very well, whether it's a professor right. or faculty or others. So I think that's, that's, that was great. So tell me a little bit, what, what, what are the plans moving forward? I mean, this is in place, coming out of the pandemic, you know, how are you going to continue to kind of put the fuel back in the tank and, and get it moving? We might just happen. We might just get out of this pandemic, <laughs> right? Um, we we really do. So so we the previous class because we rolled out midway through the year, of course, the class that came in the fall of 2020 had not seen gold within yet because we it was you know we they were already here. So it, actually, this next class of 2021 will be the first incoming class that will 
be able to carry that theme forward through four full years, right? And so that's what you want is that longevity behind a campaign. So we're, we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to so much of the brand promise of Gold Within is those interactions on campus. So I, I'm just looking really forward to the interactions that naturally will pave the way towards more ideas around the concept. But but certainly with video, once we can get back on in class and on the campus, evolving more as with the incoming class and what they think and their first impressions of Gold Within, we have those in mind. We have more faculty that we want to showcase and other alumni lined up uh, who are and students, especially recent graduates, who are eager to participate in the campaign and, and have asked to, to be part of that. And the storytelling, let's not, the storytelling is a huge part of that. Telling the DePaul story on our homepage and elsewhere, we try to weave in that the experience and the stories of how people are using their DePaul experience to, to live out their lives and wrap that within the context of Gold Within. So we have just a tremendous, I like to call him the social media guy, because he's just got, uh, brings such great sense of humor and, and just real strategy there that where he brings out a sort of natural bubbling up of ideas just from, the, from, from our constituents and our stakeholders that naturally arise just because of the way he approaches social media and so none, nothing is scripted, and that's what we really like about this brand. But but we do, we're very excited because we did the, in 2019, right as the pandemic hit, we got notified that we won this national gold at the Case Circle of Excellence for Best Institutional Branding. Hey, we yeah. had to bring it home to the Midwest because Syracuse, we... We beat out Syracuse for that. <laughs> That's great. I laugh at that. They actually have a terrific campaign too. So we we were very excited. And so that 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 they gave us some affirmation that we needed that we were on the right track. And really, I feel like it's just the beginning. I, we're just really wanting to get back on campus. <laughs> we all do. Didi, you gave accolades to your social media person and said that they do a great job of bringing out stories. And I would like to say, I think the same of you. And as I've gotten to know you before and during our talk today, I definitely think you have a knack for portraying a story. As we kind of bring this to a close, we try to give at least one takeaway to our listeners that they may be able to apply right away. So as you think about this brand refresh, what one or two things do you think that you've learned from that experience that you could give to them? You know, I, I really think I touched on it already and maybe it could be a little more clear, but I think, and certainly I've experienced this at previous institutions and even in the corporate sector, private sector, is that it used to be that brands or the idea of branding was something that entities controlled, organizations controlled. And this is an era of social media and that's, you know, that shows no end in sight. And I've really found that when you let go a little bit of that control and let things sort of bubble up like water in a spring. You know, you let that magic happen. I, I really think that's when, yeah, there, there will always be negative things that happen, positive things that happen. There, there will be, but if you let people define things in their own way and then let that guide you in your creative efforts, that's one thing I've learned that has worked better. I think at DePaul than anywhere I've ever been is that people didn't obsess over what's that, what's that out, exact outcome. We've been willing to, to let go a little bit and, and let others take some ownership of the brand promise. And that's how your small but mighty team becomes mightier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is a great group. 
I'm really excited, I, I, I should say, you know, that with the, the a new president who is just, oh, wow, talk about petite, petite and mighty. She's, you know, <laughs> probably about four foot 11. I mean, so much energy. She is out and about on that campus, even in this pandemic. And I think she's already exemplifying that goal within spirit. So I think, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Didi, I want to express much gratitude on behalf of Bart and I. I've enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure I can say the same for Bart. And I believe that we've achieved our goal of putting out insights and ideas that people, other marketers can glean from. So thank you for your time. Well, thank you. And I know uh, on behalf of some other higher ed marketers out there, this is a wonderful thing you're doing. We're happy to participate. Thank you. And to everyone out there, the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions an education marketing and branding agency, and by Think Patented, a marketing execution, printing, and mailing provider of higher ed solutions. On behalf of my co-host, Bart Kaler, I'm Troy Singer. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.